Good morning, and thank you for watching that video. Uh, that explains something that we have begun to talk about here at Sunrise. Este video explica algo que estamos eh, pues empezando a seguir en esta iglesia. Care Portal. This is something that we have become involved with in partnership with Reaching Higher, which is a local ministry that uh, does after-school programming for children. And we're excited about this, and we want to make you more aware of it. Queremos hacerles más conscientes de este ministerio. So Sunrise, as a church, has already become a part of the Care Portal Network, as the video explained. There are other churches in our community that are also involved. Tulare Community Church is one of them, and they are already way ahead of us doing some exciting things. But we're learning. And so in the next few weeks, as we start into the new year, we want to make you aware of what Care Portal is. Queremos uh, en el nuevo año empezar a profundizar en este ministerio because this is really lining up with something that we talked about last fall, that it's a gospel issue how we address poverty in our world and in our community. And this tool, we're so excited because it is beyond just giving something. It is giving life. It is a connection. It's relationship. And that's what's needed for children who are in the child welfare, welfare system. It's an unprecedented opportunity, I think, uh, to have an impact on future generations. And that's the thing that I'm excited about. So be watching and be aware and hopefully be ready to get involved. Espero que puedan esperar y en, es, en las semanas que vienen vamos a estar explicando esto para que puedan involucrarse. Uh, we will be giving you step-by-step uh, -step instructions as to how you can get inside of this. And we already have a team here at Sunrise. There's five of us involved and we're super excited about it. So we want to keep you informed about that. Hay un equipo ya en esta iglesia de cinco personas, pero queremos involucrar a más y vamos a estar en comunicación con ustedes. Uh, there's something else I want to make you aware of this morning as we're at the last Sunday of the year is that it is not too late to participate in our annual year-end offering. And if you've already done so, we want to say thank you so much. Thank you for your generosity. Gracias a los que han participado en la ofrenda del fin del año. We uh, are continuing to open up that door for you to participate if you haven't. Uh, the, we do have a box in the back that you can put your offering in. I believe there may be some envelopes there. Otherwise, just put a check in there, and we will see that it gets to the right place. You can use our online giving tools, whether that's the app or the website or text giving, and we want you to be able to participate. And it's a great opportunity for me to just say, on behalf of the Sunrise family, on behalf of the servant team and the staff, thank you for your faithfulness. You have shown the faithfulness of God by your faithful support of the ministry of Sunrise in 2020. And we thank you for that. Gracias por su fidelidad al apoyar este ministerio de la iglesia en el año 2020. We are trusting and believing that God has better things in store for us in the year to come. And uh, so we thank you again for being engaged in your giving. So right now, I want to share from God's word with you. Quiero compartir de la palabra de Dios. And I want to greet also our online audience, our online viewers, and hoping that you're worshiping with us. And I invite you as well to turn with me to the scripture that I want to share on this last Sunday of the year. It's from the letter of James, James chapter 1. And we're going to read verses 2 through 8. Santiago 1, versículos 2 al 8. I'd like to read first in English, and then I'll read it in Spanish. As I'm reading in Spanish, 
take a good look at the English if you're an English speaker and, and see if you can begin to get into this text. Voy a leer primero en, en, en inglés y después en español. But let's just spend a few moments this morning fixing our attention on God's word and what it has to say for us. Fijemos nuestra atención en lo que dice la palabra de Dios. This is what it says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Hermanos míos, considérense muy dichosos cuando tengan que enfrentarse con diversas pruebas, pues ya saben que la prueba de su fe produce constancia, y la constancia debe llevar a feliz término la obra para que sean perfectos e íntegros, sin que les falte nada. Si a alguno de ustedes le falta sabiduría, pídasele a Dios, y Él se la dará, pues Dios da a todos generosamente, sin menospreciar a nadie. Pero que pida con fe, sin dudar, porque quien duda es como las olas del mar, agitadas y llevadas de un lado a otro por el viento. Quien es así no piense que va a recibir cosa alguna del Señor. Es indeciso e inconstante en todo lo que hace. So, I want to begin this morning by first of all offering a word of congratulations to you. Quiero felicitarles a todos. Now, you might be thinking I'm congratulating you because you've made it almost through this year, right? That would be the natural thing to think. A lo mejor piensa que estoy felicitándoles por haber sobrevivido este año. And I could do that, and I could say, yeah, congratulations for that. But there's another reason I want to congratulate you and me. I want to congratulate us all. Hay otro pretexto. I want to say congratulations. We've done it. Lo hemos logrado. What have we done? Well, according to some studies done by Microsoft, the average human attention span is now at eight seconds. That's four seconds less than it was 20 years ago. Uh, el periodo de atención humano es ocho segundos, cuatro segundos menos que hace 20 años. Now, you say, okay, congratulations. Why is that significant? ¿Por qué tiene significado? Well, here's the deal. The average attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. Yes, that's right. La atención de un pez de colores es nueve segundos. So, congratulations, we've done it. <laughs> you know, by constantly looking at this thing, right, and, and reacting to all the dings and notifications and scrolling through our news feeds and, and responding to multiple text messaging and surfing the internet and all of that stuff, we have finally got to a point where the human attention span is less than that of a goldfish. Ahora la atención humana es menos que un pez de colores. So congratulations, we've done it. Look out, Dory, here we come. Okay, yeah. Now, you probably guessed by this point that I'm being sarcastic, right? I'm being a bit sarcastic. Estoy un poco sarcástico, como dicen. 
This is not something to celebrate. This is not something to be excited about. It's really something to lament, isn't it? Es algo para lamentar. Why? Well, with our decreased attention span, there comes a decreased ability to deal with the problems of life, to deal with the difficulties that we are facing right now, the, the conflicts and the divisions and pandemics and financial difficulties. Con menos atención tenemos menos capacidad de enfrentar los problemas de la vida. With a, a reduced focus, there's also a reduced ability to, to navigate our relationships. We're going to have more trouble in our relationships with our spouses and, and children and coworkers and friends and enemies, and especially in our relationship with God. Con una atención reducida hay dificultad las relaciones en especial con Dios. So, what I'm concerned about is not simply our mental attention span. It's not just that. No es la atención mental solamente. It's not our emotional attention span, though that also is a problem and it's of importance. What we're talking about really here is our spiritual attention span. Tiene que ver con nuestra atención espiritual. And that's an issue. And so as we wrap up this chaotic year called 2020, um, I want to offer us a glimmer of hope. We need a glimmer of hope after this year. Quiero darles esperanza. And we find that glimmer of hope in the scripture that I've just read here from James chapter 1, 2 through 8. And here James sets up for us what you might call a train of thought. Hay como un tren de pensamientos aquí. There's like a, a chain of key concepts, key words that, that James in these verses links together one by one to produce his message. Hay una cadena de conceptos clave en, en esta, estos versículos. And if we can just try to overcome our average human attention span for just a few minutes, if we can focus in on these verses, I believe we can find something here that is powerful for our lives in the coming year 2021. Si nos podemos enfocar un poquito en eso, podemos encontrar algo poderoso. So James starts out by talking about joy. But he starts talking about joy in a way that we're not accustomed to. Uh, Santiago habla de gozo, pero de forma inusual. He says in verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Considerese muy dichosos cuando tengan que enfrentarse con diversas pruebas. And so here we find James connects joy with trials. He connects joy with going through difficulties. We just sang joy to the world. We connect that with Christmas, with celebration, with wonderful things. Cantamos el gozo, pero lo conectamos con la Navidad. Here James is connecting joy with trials. In fact, the original uh, literal translation is this. Consider it pure joy when you fall into various kinds of trials. Considerese dichosos cuando caigan en pruebas. We don't go looking for trials. They come to us. We fall into them. And James says, when you do that, you can rejoice. Pueden regocijarse. Why? Verse 3. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Pues ya saben que la prueba de su fe produce constancia. 
So he's again giving us a different view here. He's saying trials are not just problems. They're not just headaches. Trials are really testing opportunities for our faith. So we can be joyful because our trials are testing our faith. Las pruebas prueban la fe, and that is producing something in us. Perseverance, the ability to sustain, to keep going on. Eso produce la constancia. The chain continues then in verse 4. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. La constancia debe llevar a feliz término la obra para que sea perfecto, sea íntegro, sin que les falte nada. So, perseverance must finish its work. La constancia debe llevar a feliz término la obra. That phrase really can be translated this way. Perseverance must have its mature or perfect work in you. La perseverancia, la constancia debe tener su obra madura o completa. Why must perseverance become mature? Why must perseverance become complete? So that you can become mature and complete. When you persevere to a perfect, complete end, you're going to become mature and complete, not lacking anything. Para que seamos maduros incompletos nosotros, perfectos e íntegros, sin que nos falte nada. But, verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Si alguno de ustedes le falta la sabiduría, pídasela a Dios, y él se la dará se la dará, pues Dios da a todos generosamente, sin menospreciar a nadie. If you're lacking anything in this process, it's going to be wisdom. What's wisdom? ¿Qué sabiduría? Well, wisdom is not about what happens in here. It's not about what goes on in the space between your ears. No se trata de lo que pasa en el cerebro, entre las orejas. Wisdom is about what happens out here. Wisdom has to do with not just our knowledge, it has to do with how we convert that knowledge into action, how we behave, how we act. Se trata de convertir los pensamientos en acción. I can have the knowledge that I should exercise, that I should work off my Christmas dinner, but that's not wisdom. Wisdom is getting on the treadmill and starting to run according to what I know is the right thing to do. La sabiduría no es saber que tengo que hacer los ejercicios, es ponerme a hacerlos. So wisdom has to do not with the space up here, it has to do with the space between me and God, the space between me and other people, and how I live, how I act in my everyday life. Tiene que ver con cómo vivo con Dios y con los demás. So let's see again if we can put this chain together. Vamos a reconstruir esta cadena. James says that trials test our faith. Las pruebas prueban la fe. And that, if we persist, develops perseverance. Eso produce perseverancia, constancia. And when perseverance is mature and complete, we will become mature and complete. Cuando la constancia madura, nosotros nos hacemos maduros And we won't lack anything. But if we do lack anything, it's going to be wisdom. And we can ask God. He'll give it to us. He'll show us how we are to live in our chaotic times. Podemos pedirle sabiduría a Dios y nos la dará. 
What James, I think, is talking about here is he's connecting faith with developing our spiritual attention span. It's about having a focus and an attention span that is locked in on what God wants for us. La fe se conecta con una atención espiritual. In fact, in verse 6, he goes on then to, to kind of say that, that the opposite of faith is doubt. He says if, if, if you ask for wisdom, he says in verse 6, when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Pero que pida con fe sin dudar, porque en duda es como las olas del mar agitadas, llevadas de un lado a otro por el viento. So here, doubt, doubt is connected in a way with distraction. Doubt is about going back and forth between opinions, between ideas, between fears, between anxieties, like sloshing waves in the ocean. Es alternar entre las ansiedades, los miedos, las opiniones y las ideas. Doubt is the opposite of faith. And he says that man who doubts, that man who is distracted, should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, scatterbrained unstable, chaotic in all he does. Dice que quien es así no piense que va a recibir cosa alguna, señores, indeciso e inconstante en todo lo que hace. So let's see if we can summarize here. Basically, James is saying faith is godly. It is fixated on God, fixated on his wisdom. La fe es piadoso, fijo en Dios. Doubt is a goldfish swimming around in a sea of foolishness. La duda es como un pez de colores nadando en un mar de necedad. So basically what we're getting here are two ways of living, two paths. James is saying there's a path that leads towards God, there's a path that leads away from God. Hay una senda hacia Dios, una senda fuera de Dios. There's a path towards Maturity in our faith, there's a path towards destruction. Hay una senda hacia la madurez y hacia la destrucción. So how do we get on that path that's going to lead us towards maturity? ¿Cómo está en la senda de la madurez? Now, if you were here a few weeks ago at our congregational meeting, you know that I lifted up for our church a theme, a focus for 2021. And our theme for 2021, our focus for this coming year is moving towards maturity. That's what we want to be about. El tema del año 2021 para la iglesia es avanzando hacia la madurez. In this coming year, we want to be on that pathway that moves us towards maturity. That's the goal. Queremos avanzar hacia la madurez. Now the question is, how do we do that? How do we move towards maturity? ¿Cómo avanzar hacia la madurez? Well, I believe we get some help, we get some light on our path later on in chapter 1 in James. This is an incredible chapter if you ever read the whole thing. But look with me at James 1.22, Santiago 1.22. Listen, he says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves 
do what it says. No se contenten solo con escuchar la palabra, pues así se engañan ustedes mismos. Llévanla a la práctica. There it is. Wisdom comes from doing, not just from knowing or hearing. And then he says this. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Here's a Dory moment. This is a goldfish moment. Quien, no, el que escucha la palabra pero no la pone en práctica es como el que se mira en el espejo y después de mirarse se va y se olvida enseguida de cómo es. Verse 25. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Quien se fija atentamente en la ley perfecta que da libertad y persevera en ella, no olvidando lo que ha oído, sino haciéndolo, recibirá bendición al practicarla. This verse 25 is the key, I think. Whoever looks intently at the perfect law that gives freedom, whoever gazes with fixed attention into the perfect law of freedom, not forgetting, but continuing in it, continuing to do what he says, that's the person that's going to be blessed. That's the person that's going to become mature. El que se fija atentamente la ley perfecta que da libertad, no olvidándolo, sino haciéndolo, será bendecido. Now, there's some connections here I want to make. Another part of the chain. It talks about the perfect law that gives freedom. La ley perfecta que da libertad. That word perfect pops up a lot in this chapter, and it goes back to verse 4. The word perfect here is the word mature in verse 4, where it talks about us becoming mature and complete. La palabra perfecta se conecta con la palabra perfecto en versículo 4. In other words, where does maturity come from? Here's where it comes from. It comes from looking into the perfect or mature instruction of God the perfect or mature word of God. And by looking intently into the perfect, mature word of God, persevering in that, not forgetting it, but doing it, that's how you become blessed. That's how you become mature. Al mirar la palabra perfecta, madura de Dios, uno se hace maduro, no olvidándolo, sino haciendo lo que dice. This is talking about God's word. The Holy and Spirit, Holy Spirit inspired scriptures. It's talking about the Bible. Se trata de la Biblia. In other words, the wisdom that we're lacking in order to become mature and complete in our faith is found by looking intently with fixed attention into the perfect word of God. Se ve la madurez al mirar con atención fija en la palabra de Dios. And what we learn from God's word, what we gain, the message we get, is, I think, summarized beautifully in James chapter 1, verse 17. You want a, a verse that really encapsulates what the Bible is trying to teach us? I love this verse. This is what the Bible's all about. 
This is what the Bible's telling us. Es lo que la Biblia nos dice. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Dice el 17, toda buena dádiva y todo don perfecto descienden de lo alto donde está el Padre que creó las lumbreras celeste y que no cambia como los astros ni se mueve como las sombras. That's a great message of what the scriptures are all about. Every good and perfect gift comes down from God. And there is a good and perfect gift that has come down from God that is above them all. I am buen don, una dádiva perfecta que ha venido, ha descendido de Dios. That good and perfect gift that's come down from God is Jesus. It's the one we've just celebrated. He's come down from God as this good and perfect gift. Again, it's the same word, perfect, mature, complete. Es un don maduro, perfecto. God wants to give us every good and perfect gift. He wants to give us perfect wisdom and perfect forgiveness and perfect life. And he wants to give us a mature faith and everything else that we're lacking. And the proof of it is that he's given us his good and perfect son to die for us to rise for us so that we can be made new. Dios quiere darnos perfecta sabiduría, una fe madura, y la prueba es que nos ha dado su Hijo perfecto para morir y resucitar por nosotros. So, faith, faith in a sense, James is saying, it's about persevering towards maturity. It's about keeping on, keeping on towards the goal of growing, persevering in God's perfect word in order to receive God's perfect wisdom in the form of God's perfect person, Jesus. Es perseverar en la madurez hacia la sabiduría de Dios perfecta que está en Jesús, el Hijo de Dios perfecto. And Colossians 2.3 says that in Christ are contained all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Toda la sabiduría está en Cristo, dice Colosenses. There's another verse that, that I like that I think could be a verse to really enter the new year with, perhaps to meditate and fix on. It's Isaiah 33, verse 6, Isaiah 33, 6. I love this as a, as a New Year's verse. He, the Lord, will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. El Señor será la seguridad de sus tiempos. Te dará en abundancia la salvación, sabiduría, conocimiento. El temor del Señor será tu tesoro. It's all found in Jesus. It's about our spiritual attention span. And so that's why in the year 2021, I want to invite us all to move towards maturity and to persevere towards maturity. And part of that journey is to grow in looking intently and focusing upon the Word of God. Queremos perseverar la madurez mirando con atención la palabra de Dios. Beginning January 1, which is uh, this coming Friday, 
Uh, we are at sunrise going to begin another two-year cycle of Bible reading. We've done this twice now. This would be cycle number three of reading through the entire Bible. And I'm excited about that. I want to invite you into that. If you're not reading the Bible consistently, this is so important to our maturity. Quiero invitarles a unirse al ciclo de lectura bíblica en dos años. We have, uh, this time, in the next two years, we've chosen a plan, a Bible reading plan. It's available on the back there, on that high table. You can grab a Bible reading plan. And I like this plan. Why? Because this particular Bible reading plan gives us some wiggle room. Hay, hay flexibilidad en este plan. If you look at it, it's sectioned off by weeks. And each week has five days of reading, and you have seven days to accomplish it. In other words, there's wiggle room if you miss a day. You have two days every week to catch up on the reading. Hay cinco días de lecturas para hacer en siete días. That's good. That's really good because here's the truth. We get distracted. Face it. Some days we're godly. Some days we're goldfish. That's the way it goes. Algunos días somos piadosos, otros peces de colores. Some days we're going to stare at the Bible, and other days we're going to get lost staring at this. So what's going to happen? Algunos días miramos la Biblia, otros días nuestros teléfonos. But what I like about this flexibility is this. When you get distracted, you don't have to get discouraged and give up and just abandon the whole project. That's the one thing we don't want. And that's why I like that it's sectioned off by weeks. If you didn't get it all done this week, start anew the next week and keep on going. Pueden seguir hacia adelante. And, and the goal is this, that, that by looking into God's word, by, by looking intently into the word of God, we will learn how to develop our spiritual attention span. And it will grow. Vamos así a capacitarnos nuestra atención espiritual. And that's going to have an impact upon our maturity as well. And then there's something else I'm excited about. And that is that next Sunday, we're going to begin in the new year, a new series of messages on the book of Proverbs. Vamos a comenzar una serie sobre Proverbios. Now, Proverbs is one of the great wisdom books of the Old Testament. It's a, it's a book I've never preached on before in a consistent way, and so I'm excited about that. We're going to start this series, and for about nine weeks into the new year, we're going to be looking at Proverbs. Vamos a mirar Proverbios durante como nueve semanas. And I want to invite you into that. We're going to be looking intently, staring at this part of God's Word so that we can seek wisdom, we can see the wisdom, and we can apply the wisdom of Proverbs to our lives. Queremos buscar y aplicar la sabiduría de este libro. As a part of that study, we're also going to be giving you each week just a small sheet with probably no more than four questions for you to think about. And maybe a small section of Proverbs that you can read in addition to your daily reading. Vamos a darles una, una página con una pequeña lectura y cuatro preguntas. And the idea is this, that you can take that sheet, you can meditate on it by yourself, but you can also then connect with someone. We have groups that are starting up again. We'd love to have you in a group. If not, you can connect with your spouse. You can connect with a friend. We want to get into the book of Proverbs and, and see how we can absorb its wisdom and apply it to our lives. Queremos absorber, absorber la sabiduría de este libro para nuestra vida. So, again, 
I want to say congratulations. Felicidades. Why? Here's the truth. We do not have to be like goldfish. No tenemos que ser peces de colores. We can grow and persevere in our faith. And it starts by changing what we stare at. Hay que cambiar lo que miramos. Not staring at screens, but staring at scripture. Hay que mirar no las pantallas, sino la palabra de Dios. And so I'm excited as we go forward, persevering, persevering in God's word is the pathway to maturity. Perseverar la palabra de Dios es la senda hacia la madurez. So let's rejoice. We can rejoice and move forward in faith together in this new year, 2021. Podemos seguir adelante en 2021. Please pray with me, would you? Let's pray. Vamos a orar. Lord Jesus, you are the good and perfect gift that has come from above, that has come down from the Father of the heavenly lights. You light up our lives and our world. Señor, tú eres el don perfecto que ha descendido de lo alto, del Padre de los, las lumbreras celestes. May our eyes and our hearts be fixed on you this year and always teach us daily how to focus our attention upon you. Que podamos fijar nuestra atención en ti, Señor, siempre. We thank you for every good and perfect gift. We thank you for Jesus and we thank you for the scriptures that are all about Jesus, that point him out to us so that we can see clearly who he is and know him by your spirit. Gracias por tu palabra, la Biblia que nos señala a Jesús para que lo podamos conocer en tu Espíritu Santo. Lord, give us joy for the journey this year, even in the difficulties, even in the trials, that we may that we may persevere. Que tengamos gozo para perseverar en las pruebas, Señor. And that at the end of it all, we would become more mature, more complete in the shape that you want us to have. Que seamos conformados a la imagen tuya, Señor. That we would be conformed, as your word says, to the image of Christ. Queremos ser conformados a tu imagen, Señor Jesús. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have to do this together in the church. We're not alone. You have other people around us, and you are with us. Gracias que podemos estar esto, hacer esto juntos, Señor. Bless us to be a blessing in this coming year, we pray. In Jesus' name, en el nombre del Señor Jesús, oramos. Amen. would like to invite you to stand as we wrap up our time together. Pónganse de pie. I want to leave you with this blessing. 
May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Que nuestro Señor Jesucristo mismo y Dios nuestro Padre que nos amó y por su gracia nos dio consuelo eterno y una buena esperanza los anime y les fortalezca el corazón para que tanto en palabra como en obra hagan todo lo que sea bueno. God bless you and give you a blessed 2021. El Señor les bendiga en el nuevo año.